You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, fasten your seat belts, and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic. I mean, it feels like a celebration for country music, for our show, Tyler Childers episode, is it 350? It's pushing 400. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. He's, he's like one of my favorite artists, so I'm, I'm glad to see him getting the, getting the listens. Yeah. And I mean, it's just awesome for country music. Go check it out. We were fresh. We didn't have some of the cool stuff that we have now. But go check it out. If you don't know Tyler, I don't know where you've been living. Yeah. I think we're getting better every time we do it. Um, I'm still learning a lot. I know you are. Um, it's a learning process. But I feel like we're, you know, we have a lot more to offer the listener now than we did when we started. I know we do. <laughs> yeah, we were like trying to do this from our cell phone and dollar store parking lots. And like, we still don't have an official studio, but I promise folks it is in the work. And if you guys hang out with us, stick with us. I promise it's going to get better. It's going to get exciting. And like me and Jordan was talking today, most people look up a podcast for one of two reasons. Number one, to find out something. If you want the full details about a story, there's almost an episode or a podcast out there for it. Number two is to laugh your ass off. Now, if you could see Jordan in person, it would be funny enough for you to laugh your ass off. That's true. But until then, we just come up with corny ass jokes. How are you going to be four foot six and tell them you're, they're going to laugh at me? When four foot see. six, my ass. Five <laughs> four on my driver's license, folks. And I mean, the government doesn't lie. So no. no. Well, that's debatable. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, the only person in country music you're taller than is Kenny Chesney. That is bullshit. I know I'm taller than a lot more than that. But little Jimmy Dickens. I'm taller. I'm taller than Bobby Bones. (laughs) No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. All right, look, folks, we got some sad news to bring you in country music this week. We ask that you guys keep Mr. Toby Keith in your prayers as, to my understanding, around November, he started his treatments for stomach cancer, and he is doing everything that he can to fight it. And if there's not a tougher dude to do that, it is Mr. Toby Keith, Mr. Proud Red, White, and Blue. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it's sad when you hear about anybody that's suffering through an illness. But, you know, if anybody's tough enough to beat it, it's him. Um, yeah. So we send our you know, well wishes and uh, thoughts and prayers to him and his family because it's going to be a difficult uh, road to recovery. But let's hope he's able to uh, you know, nip it in the bud. And one other thing, you know, I didn't really follow Chris Jansen until I seen him in concert. And I've been keeping up with the dude on social media. And I tell you what, it's pretty impressive. So, Last Thursday night, he plays a festival. I think it was like in Indiana. He flies to New York City to do Fox and Friends at nine in the morning. 
jumps on a plane, flies to Nashville to play Friday night at Fanfare, sold out. Then he's in North Carolina the next night. Sunday night, he's on the beach with his family. The dude is on fire. You know what I mean? And it, and, and it seems like that song, Buy Me a Boat, come out like five years ago or even longer. But it's just like something has lit a spark under him. And I'm telling you what, folks, I believe he's going to he's he's going to start being uh, nominated for some awards here shortly. I feel like I'll tell you right. I'll tell you right. He's kind of you know, broke through this year for whatever reason. And he's become more of a household name. He's got a huge fan base. I mean, we are a testament to that. They have graced us with their. They have. He has some very nice fans. Thank you to him. We gained over like an extra 200 likes for our page just because of him. So shout out to him. And also, I got to give another shout out to Bradley Gaskins fans. Now, I'm Mm -hmm. telling you what, we've been seeing them jump on here. And 38 Blonde is awesome. I also seen a new video that Bradley released of him singing with Tim McGraw for um, Down on the Farm. And I'll tell you what. Bradley puts a pretty good kick on it. Like I could see Bradley re-recording that song and it being just as big, his little country twang that he puts on it. And I don't know if you've seen this, but as of uh, 40 minutes ago, he just started following our page. I did. I did see that. So that's pretty impressive for the honky tonk general to be following the country music critic. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I believe that's all I got. If you want to go ahead and grace us with the news that you have. Uh, I just wanted to give the Country Music Hall of Fame a shout out. A small shout out. It's nothing real big. They put up an exhibit for Florida Georgia Line, and you threw a fit about it. You and Willie Walker Jr. But I wanted, you know, for every bad thing they do, they do good. Um, They put up an exhibit for uh, Chris Stapleton, the Kentucky boy. he has pretty much yeah, taken country music by storm and he's not let up. He, he's been writing for years, but he's just now finally in the past you know, five or six years, getting the respect that he deserves. I mean, he's earned it. He's, he's, he is a, uh, a vet in the game of country music and he's now getting in exhibit. So, uh, uh, I'm ex- extremely excited to see that. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad they finally put an exhibit that you know, represents a true country musician. That's what I was about to say. I mean, they're doing their job mm-hmm. with this one is what they're doing. So. Well, you know, these days everybody gets a participation trophy. So when somebody does their job good, you have to you know, <clears throat> reaffirm it and you know, let them know that, you know, you did a good job. Now keep doing, you know, keep doing your job. Now give us what we want. That's it. I mean, we want country music. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that's all I got. If that's all you got. That's it. All right. Here we go, folks. Just when I thought I'd get out of there with my skin, these five big dudes come strolling in with this one old drunk chick and some fellow with green teeth. I was almost at the door when the biggest one said, you tip your hat to this lady, son. And when I did, all that hair fell out from underneath. 
Now, the last thing I wanted was to get in a fight in Jackson, Mississippi on a Saturday night, especially when there was three of them and only one of me. But they all started laughing, and I felt kind of sick. I knew I'd better think of something pretty quick, so I just reached out and kicked old Green Teeth right in the knee. Now, he let out a yell that'd curl your hair, but before he could move, I grabbed me a chair and said, watch him, folks, because he's a thoroughly dangerous man. Well, you may not know it, but this man's a spy. He's an undercover agent for the FBI, and he's been sent down here to... That's right, folks. Mr. Charlie Daniels. Yeah, and actually, I just sent him a message. I should have known you are going to lead in with this song, but it's not the song I thought it was. I just heard it the first little bit, and it reminded me of a different song he had called uh, Unleashed 88. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> That's I don't know if I've spoken. heard that one. Is yeah. that by Charlie too? Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to check that out. I hadn't heard that one. I got no, a story you don't about. Have to. I got a story about this song right here. So, I was riding with my dad. He had a uh, at one time. He had a Corvette that had a. It was a topless. What What is that called? A convertible. 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 And he said, "Check his song out." And that was kind of the first song that I was like, okay, he's telling a story because all of my life I knew Charlie Daniels band, Devil Went Down to Georgia, yep. Long Hair Country Boy, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's what in the South and Kentucky, those two songs, that's what you cranked up. I mean, that and Big Bad John. Yes. Yes. His those, cover of it, by the way. Yeah. Those are the only ones that. I even knew uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I know he is deceased and he is a legend in country music and he has done a ton for the industry. I'm sure. But when I listened like to his music, I was underwhelmed. He's a great storyteller. I will say that great storyteller. Um, he talks a lot in his songs. So, I mean, and obviously he's got talent on instruments. He's got that in the bag, but he didn't have a lot of bangers, you know? I mean, he had, he had those three big hits and then he had some, well, he had some good songs, but I mean, he didn't have any that are going to last forever. He had one that is one of the biggest songs you ever hear. And then you know, the other two are, you know, if you hear it, you, you know, recognize it, but that's it. He's been playing music or he played music for how long? Well, it, it's good that that's how you feel before we start this. So possibly I may be able to change your mind a little bit because if somebody doesn't really know Charlie Daniels and you just know him by those two songs in the South, number one, Charlie Daniels is a badass just for the simple fact of he's the country music's famous fiddle player. But a lot of people don't know his history. A lot of people don't know him. So that's what you get stuck with in your mind is these three big songs. But Charlie Daniels was so much bigger than that. So let's just go ahead and jump down that rabbit hole. Charlie Edwards Daniels, born October 28th, 1937, in Willing, Williamton, North Carolina. Hmm? So he's in North Carolina, boy. Yeah. 
That's a big town. Yeah. Now there's not a lot about his childhood that you can really find on the internet. So it's probably because of the round that time, 1937, I guess. But anyways, he was the son of a lumberjack. His musical diet included like Pentecostal gospel, bluegrass, rhythm and blues, country music. I mean, there was nothing that he didn't learn to play. In 1955 is when he graduated high school. At this time, he was already a skilled guitar player, a fiddler, a banjo, and a mandolin player. All right. So in 1955, there was no YouTube there was no books from the store to learn how to play something. You just figured it out or you were gifted by God to learn how to do that. Right. And I believe that Charlie was the second part. I really do believe that he was blessed by God to be able to play the way that he did. Yeah, there's so, a lot of people take lessons and they don't get as good as he was. Like they can no, take lessons for years. And he was no. just, it's one of them. Uh, situations i think where if you do ten thousand hours on something you become a master at it and i'm sure growing up he didn't have a whole lot to do because at that time i'm sure you know wilmington was you know probably pretty i mean it wasn't small then but it's not going to be as big as it is now i'm sure he spent the majority of his days you know growing up you know, playing instruments and that's how you become a master and he truly was a master yeah well so around this time 1964 he married his wife that he is just crazy about he was crazy about uh that was miss hazel they had one boy together his name was charlie edwards daniel jr so they had one boy their marriage, as you're going to see, lasted 50 years. And, I mean, that is that is just crazy. And he gives a lot of credit to her, as you're about to see. But in 1964, what got Charlie started was a friend by the name of Bob Johnson. They co-wrote the song, It Hurts Me, which Elvis Presley recorded. So around that time... That's some pretty good money coming in if you've got Mr. King of Rock and Roll recording a song that you sung. So they become, Bob and him become friends. So Charlie, he starts becoming a session musician. He's playing guitar. He's playing bass. Next thing you know, he's playing on three of Bob Dylan's albums, 1969 through 1972. He also produced the 1969 album, the Young Bloods, Elephant Mountain. Now, I don't know that band. Have you heard of them? The Young yes. Bloods? Really? Yes. So is that like one of the songs that we've probably heard before, but we didn't realize that that's who it was from? Is that the only song that he did with them? No, he did the out. He produced that entire album, Elephant Mountain. Okay. I'm going to just pull up the album. You want me to play one? You want me to play that song? I mean, it's an album, so let's see. Well, I figured it'd be the title cut or something. Um, there's not a song on there called that. Um, you go ahead to the next part that you got, and I'll okay. look it up to see which one. So his first song that the world 
kind of sing Charlie Daniels was Uneasy Rider, the song that we opened this. It reached number nine. And that song will be played forever. I'm telling you, it's a great storytelling song. Now, Daniels can be heard in also 80% of the Marshall Tucker Band's early albums around the 1974-ish kind of area. 1974 is when he started his Volunteer Jam. Now, his Volunteer Jam is something that he had always done, and the money that he raised off that went to wounded warriors, veterans who got hurt in combat, stuff like that. So he was always a good patriot. He was somebody who, hey, I'm going to support them from here on out, you know. And that's what I myself like so much about Charlie Daniels. I mean, he's wrote multiple books, as you're going to hear through this. But to have an artist who will take what they do and the platform that they're on and turn it around and give back to veterans who fought for this country in its own is just it's phenomenal so that's pretty cool in itself if you ask me yeah i agree uh i mean honestly you look at a lot of the oldest they yeah tend to kind of yeah gravitate yeah toward helping the veterans and uh i mean it's something that as a society we've kind of got away from but we need to get back to absolutely yeah and it's but i mean you know like i said that's something that you know older artists older i mean professionals of any stature really ceos and all that you know they all understand the importance of our veterans because they you know were alive when there were wars where people were drafted and had had to go they were forced to go yeah it didn't matter what you felt like or what you wanted to say on facebook your ass was going if your number was called that's right and exactly they understood the importance of those people and you know they took care of them and they looked out for them and i appreciate that you know i wish we could get back to that yeah so around this time after he started volunteer jam he had two big songs that come out around that time the first one was the south is gonna do it again and then also one of my favorite which cody johnson covered and he is the only artist that i've ever seen cover it good enough to be proud of and that is long hair country boy if i can't get it on if you don't like the way I'm living, you just leave this long-haired country boy alone. In my mind, this is one of the top ten greatest country songs on my list of like all time it was a song that i learned to play i believe i was around 16 when i played it and i i got to play in tootsies and i believe it was around 20 years old me and trevor the guy that works for garth Mm -hmm. we were in tootsies actually playing this song 
And when we took our break, we went to the alley. And during this time was when the Grand Ole Opry comes to the Ryman. Mm-hmm. And no other, none other than Mr. Charlie Daniels come walking up with his security guys, walking into the back of the Ryman. And I couldn't, I, I just lost it. I was like starstruck. And I was like, Charlie, I'm playing right here and I'm playing long haired country boy. And he said, well, that's great. You know, he always had gum in his mouth. If anybody that really paid attention to him, he loved to chew gum. I guess I don't know if that's just something that helped with fiddling or who knows. It may have been a trick of his, but that's something that I didn't see online. But if you watch a lot of videos of him or if you ever seen him live, he chewed a lot of bubble gum. But anyways, it was super cool cool to actually say that I met. Charlie Daniels, and he was a great guy, just as big in person as he is on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, cool. if he'd have went in the bar and heard you, you know, slaughter the song, I know, I right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a really easy song to play, though. It's kind of like yeah. it's it's one of the easiest country songs of all time to play, <laughs> but you cannot play it unless you learn that opening lick, because if not. It's just any other D sounding song, you know. Right. But around 1976 in Nashville, this is when Charlie got offered a record deal with Epic. And at the time, if you can think back to 1976, a $3 million record deal is massive. He Huge. broke the records for a lot of people that were already even signed at this time did not have a $3 million record deal in 1976. I mean. Yeah, that's huge. That's a lot of money then. It's a that lot is of a lot. Now, yeah, I know, right? So around 1975, he played on the Hank Williams Jr. Friends album. It was the most con- commercial successful album of all time for him. Uh, it was on the Million Mile Reflections 1977. Now, this is right before things blow up, folks, okay? At this time, he has Uneasy Rider. He has The South's Gonna Do It Again. He has all these collaborations with Hank Jr. Then he has Long-Haired Country Boy. But this song right here, folks, is what you know Charlie Daniels for. Playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin. But I'll take your bet, and you're going to regret, because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. That's the devil went down to Georgia as you all know, and anybody from Kentucky can think back to a time that they were with their buddies drinking and this song come on and everybody sang along and they just cranked it as loud as the radio would possibly go. Do you have a memory of that? I think you're selling it short everywhere. And it don't matter what state you're from. I know. I know. (laughs) I mean, in Kentucky, we're more prone to, I just know that I can, I, I can like put my money on it when I say Kentucky. So I guess that's why I went to there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a song that, I mean, this song was massive. Yeah. He won a Grammy 
over this song. This song was a Grammy for the best country vocal performance. It only reached number three. And that may be common, but I would think if a song is number one, it's going to be a Grammy winner, but not necessarily. You know, it's it was also a song that crossed over into the rock charts. Well, yeah. It was also a song that was featured in Urban Cowboy. Also, Charlie was in the movie playing as well. The song was on the soundtrack as well. 43 mm-hmm. years later, country radio still plays that song. Yeah, and they'll never stop. No, and I mean, rather he takes anything else away to have a song that is still on country radio 43 years later. It's that's great. It's a timeless hit that I mean, everybody who's ever listened to music, you know, outside of like, you know, classical or something like that, or if they, I mean, even if they only listen to Christian radio, they're still going to know that song because it's, I mean, it's that big. It's, it branches out over uh, all kinds of genres. It's like a party Uh, anthem. I mean, yeah, it is. And it, I mean, if you think of the state of Georgia, you think of two songs, you think of Georgia on my mind by Ray Charles. And you think of the devil went down to Georgia. Absolutely. They, that song has been, uh, referenced in hundreds of songs by people like, yeah, Bishop Gunn has the song, uh, yeah, uh, what's it called? A devil is a woman. He talks about old Charlie down in Georgia. That's referencing the song. He's been referenced in rap albums by people who are talking about, you know, the devil and how Charlie Daniels beat him with a fiddle and <laughs> like you it's know, been referenced. I, this is something that I wish I would have done before we did the episode, but I wonder what made them decide that the devil went down to Georgia instead of Texas, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky. I mean, I think it rolls off the tongue. You think so? Yeah. The devil Texas went down to Tennessee. Not... He was looking first. I don't know. No. It. I mean, it'll never be able to be sung any other way. No. I just wonder what inspired them to use Georgia for it. You know, because I think it's because the devil is from Tennessee and they went you know, down to Georgia, went south down what you know, 75 there. So went, south uh, would be like going down to hell and like that reference. No, it'd be going south from hell, which is Tennessee. It's just my opinion. Oh, okay. The I was just kind of curious. I mean, I know it's kind of a dumb question, but it, it is well, kind of it's kind of interesting. I wonder, like I wonder why they picked Tennessee. Right, right. Or yeah. you know, so. Anyways, years and years and years and years later, from 1979, we had a game that come out called Guitar Hero. This song was featured on Guitar Hero, which is, I mean, that, that's pretty crazy, you know? But anyway, so back to this time period, 1980, a year later, he's on his farm in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, which... There's some really cool facts coming up about Mount Juliet, Tennessee. But he's working on his farm. He's got an auger setting post. His shirt catches the auger, rips his arm around, 
breaks it in three places. He breaks two fingers. He's down for four months, and then he's back on the road. <laughs> I mean, that's old Charlie for you. I'm telling you. So around this time, we have In America. That was a song that he had that it, it was a really good song. It had a lot of radio success. Then he had Legend of Wooly Swamp. I know you've heard that song, right? Yeah, I'm not a fan of it, but I have heard it. Yeah. So around this time, the 80s and 90s are rolling around, and he's he's releasing a gospel album, a, a Christian record album, and this is some really cool audio that I found uh, for him when he recorded the song, Someone's Praying For Me. Career spans over 40 or almost 40 years, and I've done a lot of things that uh, – they probably never will do. Uh, I've been very privileged in my life. I've done a lot of, I've ridden on an Eskimo dog sled. I've ridden on Air Force One. I've done a, a lot of things that I never thought I would ever do when I was a kid. And, and along with those experiences comes uh, things you make up your mind about the, the way things are and the way things ought to be. Of course, I was raised in godly uh, surroundings. That's right. I mean, he was raised in a godly surroundings and I feel like his wife kind of helped him. He, she helped him stay true to himself, you know, because around that time people handled success, I guess the same way they do now, you know, you're either humble or you're crazy, you know? I mean, if you look at some of the, you know, huge stars from that era, you had Elvis, he died. Um, extremely constipated on his toilet from addiction. Yeah, Johnny Cash. He did he really die though? Him and Tupac both. But but have you truly watched the 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 facts that are out there? I mean, like, did, would you willingly bet a thousand dollars if if you could prove it that Elvis is truly dead? Um, oh yeah, I would bet every dime I could ever make. Tupac as well. Tupac, not as much. Why is that? Well, just because they say there is you know, still a possibility. You know, Elvis at this point would be, um, I think he would have already died anyway well yeah, i don't he, know look at jerry lee lewis well i think elvis got into a little more than jerry lee lewis yeah jerry lee lewis got into his cousins he, he did, he did but 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 he was an idiot he did shoot his own band members he wasted away his money he was a great ball of fire he really was yeah. I myself i feel like had elvis faked his death and and i don't know I mean, only thing that you can go on is the stuff that's on the internet. You can't mm-hmm. believe everything you hear on the internet. But if he would have faked his death, I feel like he would have already died from natural causes because yeah. he was gaining a lot of weight around yeah. that time, you know. 
and his addictions and eventually that catches up with you and uh there's a lot of drinking a lot of drugs a lot of a lot of late nights not a lot of sleeping a lot of amphetamines it's just a matter of time before that catches up with somebody, especially you know, back then, because there wasn't as much you know, medical expertise. So if you had issues with you know, certain organs, you know, they weren't specialists you know, at that point. Yeah. I mean, really, it, it's yeah, it was 1980, wasn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, 77. Yeah, 77, For Elvis, yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, here we are, 1998. And the CMA gives Charlie the Pioneer Award with two presidents who also tipped their hat to him, which was uh, President Ford, President Carter. That's pretty impressive to have two presidents tip their hat at you for the music that you've done. 1999, the musical The Civil War, as you heard in the audio clip, Charlie Daniels just... I would love to just listen to his audio book with him being the one reading it because his voice and the way that he pronounces words is pretty unique, I think. Um, So that's what he did in 1999. 1999, he was also inducted into the North Carolina Hall of Fame. He was also featured in King of the Hill. He was made into a cartoon character. He was also on VeggieTales. It was a little, you've heard of VeggieTales, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, was he a broccoli? What was he? I, I don't know. A potato? <laughs> he looks more I like a potato. Know. Yeah, he does, right? 2001, uh, he was treated for pro- prostate cancer, which he beat. So he was a cancer survivor. 2006, he played in the backup band for the Hank Jr.'s Monday Night Football Special. 2005, BMI honored him as an icon, giving him up to six awards for multiple songs that he had recorded in the past. 2007, he was invited to be a member of the Grand Old Opry, which kind of makes me wonder, what took so long? What the hell <laughs> you know, was I, Exactly, 2007. So uh, at this Ever since he got a little bit of fame, he planted roots in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. The the park, they named a park after him in the city, which is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. 2002, he appeared in a UPS commercial with Dale Jared. 2009, he played fiddle in a Geico commercial. So that's when you know you I remember that. Made it. Do yeah. you? Because yeah. I don't. I tried to look up the... Uh, the YouTube of it, and I couldn't find it. Didn't he play at Super Bowl? In, he did. And when it was in Atlanta? He did. 2010, he was rushed to the hospital during a Colorado snow ski trip with a stroke. 2013, he had a pacemaker put in his heart, and within days, he left the hospital without them telling him that, hey, you probably shouldn't. He's just like, I'm ready to get back to my music. 2016, he became a member. Um, he was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2016. And, you know, I love it when artists are actually alive to see it. That's like with Keith Whitley. At that time, he hadn't been around long enough to actually right. be in the Country Music Hall of Fame. But, you know, 
I would much rather know that I'm in the country music hall of fame while I'm alive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a whole lot better than when you're you know, given the award after you've passed because mm-hmm. then you can't celebrate it. You know, you can't, you can't put that on your you know, resume, so to speak. I'm sure you know, that was huge for him. And I mean, that's, that's a milestone that a lot of people don't get to experience. A lot of times if it's an older you know, artist, they wait until after they die and yeah. then you know, posthumously give it to them. Yeah, this is yeah. It's a it's a big honor to get that while you're alive. 2017, he had a book that come out that said "Never Look at the Empty Seats," which a lot of multiple country music artists uh, read it. They posted their reviews on it. It was a really great book, to my understanding. He had multiple books, but the two that stood out was that one in 2017. In 2018, he had a book that called "Let's Make Today Count." And it was a lot of positive stuff. He was a very proud Republican. He was a proud supporter of our troops. 2018, he was awarded the Lifelong Commitment to Music, the MMP Award. His wife, Hazel, as we said, they had a love story that lasted five decades. He multiple times had said it simply wouldn't have happened without her, which is great you know when people when people can say that after 50 years but they married in a in a in a great time like i wish relationships were like that now like they were then it was a lot easier to be in a relationship then yeah have... because nowadays that there's just so much distraction you shiny know? stuff there's shiny yes. stuff everywhere yeah you know, and all it's these just... apps and all these you know, social media accounts and you know, everywhere you go, you have everything thrown in your face and it all makes for a very stressful time. And yeah. like, I mean, even if it's not, you know, lust, like after somebody else, I mean, you know, these days you have, you know, when I was growing up, I would talk to my grandparents and they would tell me, you know, it doesn't matter if you can afford it. Just because you can afford it, you know, I don't mean you need to buy it. But like a new vehicle. <clears throat> My grandpa had the same vehicle for you know, 30 years because it ran good. He didn't have any issue with it. He wasn't going to buy a new one because it would just, you know, spend that money and he didn't have to. And he let it save up. And they didn't have as many worries then as we do now because now, I mean, we make you know, more money, yeah, but the money that we make now doesn't go as far. No. Like, it doesn't last at all. They have so much less you know, stress at that point. We have so much more added to us now. And now, you know, on top of all of that, we have a pandemic. We have all yeah, this division. Yeah, inflation is outrageous. Uh, we bought six bags of of uh, groceries today and it costs 84 dollars yeah ridiculous um I, I filled up my my little you know car with gas and it cost 82 dollars um yeah like it's it's, it's just a, a stressful world. time it's a stressful time and i don't Which see I mean, a, an end in the future really but 
they they did have hard times back then as well yeah, for sure. you know for that time period but i just feel like man and female was raised different back then and you didn't have such the temptation that there is nowadays of yeah. and, and it's not really temptation i say you already trying to fucking correct me <laughs> it's <laughs> it's this you know yeah. um nowadays there's just i don't know there there's a lot of people who try to live up to the status yeah facebook status yeah keeping up with the joneses right right and you know to be honest i wouldn't even have one if it wasn't for us trying to push this podcast because it is because i catch myself and i'm i'm guilty Mm -hmm. firsthand at it you know you'll be on there and next thing you know two hours have passed yeah (laughs) you you go down rabbit holes and you just can't get out of it yeah and then it's like, okay, every time my kid wins something, I got to take a picture for Facebook. Why? Yeah, got to show them off. But why? I mean, what do you really gain from that? The likes, which mentally puts you in a better place. It's a trick, man. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought in a million years that we would pack something in our pocket that controlled us as much as it does. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, false security. Yeah, and you gives pack us, it around. Yeah, it gives us a, a false sense of accomplishment. You know, if we post something, it gets, you know, 400 likes and you know, 75 comments and 62 shares, then we feel it feels great. Oh, yeah, it feels great. And then when we post something, it gets six likes. No we comments. take it down. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Like what's going on? Why can't we? Yeah, it's it controls us. It controls us whether we like it or not. And it's it's sad, but as a society, we have to learn that um, you know that's not the important. That's not real life. Let me. This is not the metaverse. This is real life. If you could go back and live in one time period, whether it's forward or backwards, which year would you go to? Just for a week. Just for a week? Oh, well, a year. Let's do a year. When would it be? Uh, 1969. I would like to go back like the hippie era. 1969. Is that when that was? That's when Woodstock was, yeah. Yeah. That's what I But then again, I I would like to see the 50s. I would. I would have liked to seen the 50s. What happened in the fifties? I don't know. It's just you know Charlie Daniels for one, but yeah. um, Hank Junior or not Hank Junior, Hank Senior. You know the uprise of Elvis. Mm. I mean, just uh, the fifties. You know what I mean? It would have been cool to see it. Times I should when- say, I should say, nineteen forty-eight. So I could see the uh, Cleveland Guardians, which then were the Indians. I'd see them win a World Series. That's the last time they won. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think I'll ever see one in my future. So I just think it would be cool to go back just for like a week and yeah. live that time. And, you know, um, one thing that I, that I have seen that's different with social media, media is like when me and you were in school, you would like try to drive up to a girl on the strip or you would try to meet a girl and like physically like try to talk to them face to face and nowadays i feel like with me having daughters and a boy 
that they're kind of getting shortchanged because nowadays it's just a simple text or a Facebook message. Hey, want to go see a movie? Instead mm-hmm. of the guy cleaning up, coming over, knocking yeah. on the door, or, you know, confronting the girl face-to-face and saying, hey, I got feelings for you. I'd like to take you somewhere. I think right. that's what's really hurt us with social media. I don't, I don't know if that's what's hurt us, but it sure has you know, changed the way we interact with people. It's a lot less personal now. Now it's all behind a keyboard. Yeah, I really, CC'd you in that email. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not that heartfelt. You know, if it comes from somebody, if it comes from the horse's mouth, then you know that, you know, that's what they're saying. But yeah. anytime you type something out, it can be you know, taken in six different ways. Absolutely. And, uh, so yeah so back to charlie daniels sometimes we fall off the wagon and like to express our feelings but anyways so he was a big supporter of the veterans as we all know he was also a faithful godly man it doesn't take long for you to google charlie daniels and find something inspirational that he has said or he has quoted or something in his book that he has written he loved god and i have no doubts from the outside looking in, obviously I did not live with him, but I truly feel like he is in the angels band with God. Um, when he passed away, he had a estimated net worth of $20 million. He passed away on July 6, 2020 with a stroke. Yeah. And folks, that's Charlie Daniels. Yeah. It's Charlie you know? Daniels. Okay. So, since Charlie Daniels doesn't technically have a love song, we need to pull that hypothetical Ooh, out. I don't think so. What? What? Okay, let's let's roll it then. Are you I ready? One. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I don't. So this is going to be a surprise. Okay, I'll ask you first, and you say you don't have one. You just tell me when you're ready, bro. I'm ready. Are we doing the love song first? Go ahead. My love song from Charlie Daniels is, uh, well, I want to lead in and say that I've rearranged the word of it. Yeah. One of the words of it. And she says, yeah, big, bad Jordan. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Give me a little, little pumped up while I'm pumping her up. Maybe. That's okay. So yeah. yeah. That's my you lost song. me there. All right. I don't have a love song of Charlie Daniels, but I tell you what, there's a song that I love. What song Would that, that count? Sure. Couldn't make love to it, but it would be long love yourself. Country Boy. Like okay. long hair country boy is my go-to. Like if I'm in a music store and I want to pick up a guitar and just see what it sounds like, that's the riff that I automatically play. It's not sweet home Alabama. It's long hair country boy. So I guess that'd be my love song. Or if you're in the bathroom and get your radio on and you're by yourself and no one was looking and you're thinking of Charlie Daniels and, uh, my fight song would probably be, I guess devil went down to Georgia. I'm going to say big bad John again. <laughs> Just because, yeah, it gets me fired up. So okay. gets me fired up for love making and fighting. What about this category? Forever. 
What would you listen to forever? Well, of all his songs, one of those songs has lasted the test of time. And it is, you know, I never went down to Georgia. I've never got tired of it. I hear it a lot. I still like it. I think I always will. It may okay. eventually get old, but I think that's the song I could listen to forever. Well, see, you got two songs for two categories, and I've got two songs for two categories because it would probably be Long-Haired Country Boy just because, I mean, that's the one that I could tolerate forever. I like Uneasy Rider, I do, but at the same time, I mean, I like Long-Haired Country Boy much better. Yeah. So. I mean, he is an extremely good storyteller. I will say that. And he was a good person. I have no doubt in my mind that he's a good person. But uh, I'm still, as far as musically, his own personal music he released, I'm still underwhelmed. Just as far yeah. as music goes, I still learn that he's a great guy. Yeah, he is. And, and I feel like he did. I mean, from my point of view, I feel like he played a big part in country music. There is multiple artists that he has either played on their album or he has sung with them or he's done a show with them, you know, like the Marshall Tucker Band, Travis Tread, I mean, Hank Jr. I mean, he's he's a great dude. But I must also say, and I I have that flag of save country music outlaw to the day I die. But when you think of Charlie Daniels, you only think of the three songs, yeah. which suck. Because I know that Charlie Daniels probably did a lot more than we will ever know about behind the scenes. Yeah. But those songs are Uneasy Rider, are you, uh, Long Hair Country Boy, and then um, Devil Went Down to Georgia. And, of course, if the South's going to do it, they're going to do it again. You know, those were the four anthem songs that he had, you know. and uh, But I'm so – thankful for charlie daniels and i'm gonna get around to reading his book let's make today count because he has some really good insight when it comes to life you know he seemed like somebody that he wouldn't get um pissed off real easy unless it come to veterans or somebody doing them wrong Mm -hmm. but he loved his country he loved his wife he loved god and he loved country music yeah so he's a five star automatically for me and i know i kind of have an idea of where you're gonna put him but i cannot go to bed tonight without knowing that i put charlie daniels at a five stars yeah i'm not tired of these artists like you are um i've never met him my wife has uh, seen him in concert but uh yeah i mean i give him uh, one star for his impact on other people another star because he he branched out he has influenced so many people not only in country but in rock and even in rap i mean he's influenced rap songs he's influenced a a ton of musicians there's a lot of musicians out there that you know had to learn a charlie daniels song at some point and i'll give him a star for that Give him a star for his, you know, hits that he does have. You know, they are few, but they've lasted the test of time. Like I've said about 
six times now, but he, uh, yeah. And he's a great person. He's a great dude. I'll give him, I'll give him yeah four and a half stars. I can't give him five because his library is very top heavy. Um, he was a great storyteller with his music. I tell you, he, uh, did a cover of the song, uh, <clears throat> let her cry, which was by you know, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. And that song is my shower song. That's the song. If I sing karaoke, that's, that's what I sing. I love that song. I'll have to check that out. I did not know he done that. I, did, I didn't either tell I was you know, listening to you know, his music today. Um, but I have to admit it wasn't as good as Hootie, but it was still good. It was, you know, the arrangement was a little different, but it was interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give him four and a half. And I, I only do that because he is a legend. I know he's passed. I don't want to beat, you know, I beat up on a man who, you know, can't defend himself. Um, did, did you say four and a half though? Yeah. Yeah. That's I think impressive it's pretty good for because, me. yeah, because I was, I was almost willing to bet money that you were going to say three. No, no, I can't do it to China. Okay, good. I've gained a little bit more respect for you. <laughs> well, All right. good. So well, you have a little respect. You didn't have any to start with, so we're good. Folks, this has been the Charlie Daniels episode. Yes, sir. We uh, we appreciate everybody listening. And give us some feedback. Who do you want to hear about? We've got a, a few people in the chamber that we're working on now uh we'll be able to come out with some information on those people we uh have been reaching out to a few artists to see about getting some more interviews but in the meantime this is an extremely busy time of year for artists so it's been uh you know kind of hard to to iron those out but uh you know remember we're on facebook uh country music critic remember to like follow share and uh yeah all right folks we appreciate it uh all right we'll talk to y'all later like i said yeah reach back to us on uh, facebook and let us know what you want to hear until then hasta mañana This here podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this here podcast. The Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the Interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, asperse, calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or beam a line in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all them tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on the Country Music Critic, and we'll catch y'all next time.